0: That's retrofandango. That's retrofandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid Amiibo, and always bashing on Nintendo. But well, that's retrofandango. That's retrofandango. Thanks, retrofandango. Oh, whoa! Hello, and welcome, everyone. <laughs> that's that's your cue in the TV business. Cue and you're up
1: i like the wayne's world one better
0: five four three and then around the high fives that's uh not only is that very old school it's kind of done for theatrics but that, that would be what the floor director used to do there's no floor directors anymore Oh, there's just there, on there were cameras. a lot of
1: interesting actions in older films that are are gone. Remember when police officers used to carry their guns up in the air like this? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> you gotta keep that gun in the in the shot in the frame. I
1: love that. That's police
0: academy style. The one thing I never understood is on Star Trek: The Next Generation, there's stupid flashlights that they'd held held up like this. Yeah, like how, why is that better? That was the future here? We got the flashlight
1: they did fix that in voyager they gave them the little wristband ones but still you know you figure they could have some kind of little
0: beep something on them yeah yeah uh welcome everyone to retro fandango episode 201 i am in my usual location richard is calling from outside apparently i pulled back the curtain that's not a green screen behind you what's what's going on back no. is that your is that your
1: classroom this is reality. Uh, yes, that's right. Um, nice. I've, I've been meaning to switch over here for a while. Um, the problem is I, I tend to wake up 20 minutes before we record. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like I boil some water, make some tea, turn everything on. So it just makes sense to do it from home. But I was waiting for the weather to get better. It's finally not freezing cold, so I can come over here and not have to wait an hour for the the heat to kick in. And plus I'm just old now, so I kind of wake up a lot earlier. (laughs) That's not a
0: problem. What is the deal with that? Why do you keep waking up earlier? Like Before, I would never get up before. Like I've always been a bit of an early riser, but my early rise would be like 7 o'clock. That would be you know nobody would get up before 7 and i'd be the only one up at 7 now it just it keeps creeping more and more earlier and earlier now it's like 4:30 in the morning ready to go
1: i got up i got up earlier cuz i had to go pee in the middle of the night of course oh, yeah. Yeah. and i was like oh it's probably close to 5 so maybe i'll just stay up and i looked at the clock and it was like 10 after 3 yeah and i was like all right <laughs> So I I went to the bathroom. I went back to bed and I'm laying there. I'm like, I'm wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not falling asleep. And it probably took me an hour to go back to sleep. And then I had a dream. I had a dream that I was late for this recording. I was like, oh, no, it's like 6.10. I'm just moving on now.
0: The, um, yeah, the dreams that you have when you go back to sleep, those are always like the weirdest, weirdest dreams. I got to give myself more headroom here.
1: It has something to do with the like the level of awakeness of your brain or something, and then you know you're, you're susceptible to uh, uh, thoughts or outer stimulus or something like that.
0: I can remember. I think that's the only difference for me. I can't re- usually. I don't mm. remember my dreams, but those ones I do tend to remember. I think they're called Kafka dreams or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, uh, let's do the house cleaning. Uh, Cartridge Club is doing uh, March Madness with the Castlevania Game Boy Advance games. You can play any of the Castlevania games that came out on the Game Boy Advance. You know, those Metroidvania style games. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the original Castlevania came out on the Game Boy Advance. So you can probably challenge them and say, hey, that, this one counts too.
1: Really? Oh, like a compilation.
0: Well, I think there was an actual cartridge for the original Castlevania game that came out on the Game Boy Advance. And it was just the original game. Yep. Okay. And uh, (laughs) I don't know what's happening with RFgen. Um, I went to check on their uh, site and they had nothing up for March. I'm always a little behind on the podcast, so I don't know if I missed something, but. So far, there's
1: nothing there for Mark. Well, they got stuff on their their shoot 'em ups. There's always a shoot 'em up thing going on.
0: Yeah, I think that's like an alternate reality. Yeah, it's like
1: a sub category.
0: Yeah. Um, but the beat the band, he beat the Duke. I don't know who won last round. I didn't. uh, I I
1: think Matt was the only one to complete the games.
0: So Matt has (laughs) totally changed the rules of the game. He he, what they what they say in politics, he moved the goalposts. So you could win, I think. Uh, So this time around, for March and April, you got to play Super Mario Brothers Two, Contra, Ghosts and Goblins, and
1: I I haven't checked on it this morning. But when I looked at it last, it was he's doing the uh, points thing. You beat a game, you get a certain number of points. So if I remember right, Super Mario Brothers Two is ten points. Contra with uh, no no cheat code uh is 15 points and uh what's the other one ghost and goblins ghost and is goblins. 20 points and he was looking for a five point game something simple so i don't know if they had decided
0: what that is well i have not done any of those things ever so i wait a
1: minute oh I, oh you've never beaten super mario brothers 2 no oh
0: no, I've never been interested in the game long enough to. It's just not really a Super Mario Brothers game, and it's just kind of like, eh.
1: well, at the time we thought it was. We didn't know.
0: That. I didn't. Well, stuff. I didn't play it at the time. I was. Oh, true that. I, I was only allowed to have a Commodore 64 because it could mm-hmm. do spreadsheets and word processing. So. Right. I never played I, it back in the day, so to go back and play it now, it just—I don't know—it just kind of feels
1: off right i've never beaten ghost and goblins and i've certainly no. never beat it twice the way they, they make you believe that you're supposed to do it uh, i've never beaten contra without the code and i have never i i don't even know if i've beaten super mario brothers 2 straight through because that was one i had a little uh pamphlet when i was a kid and you know you could just warp ahead and start at a later level
0: okay yeah yep nope haven't done any of those things hmm. And then Super Mario Brothers 3, I'm kind of playing that right now, but I'm using all the save points on the – so I don't know if that counts or not. I've never
1: beaten that game either.
0: It's fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. Oh, it's
1: a good game. I played it a ton when I was a kid. Uh, My cousin had it, so when I went to her house, I'd play it. But I never got to the ending. I'd always get to the – you get to those boats and then, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, the cannons are going off everywhere And it's moving yeah. up and down the screen and Yeah, I can never get past that And then it'd be dinner time or something
0: Yeah, see that was the problem with that game It needed, it really needed a save point Yeah Okay, that's it That's the house cleaning mm. Let's get to it
1: I don't know, what are we getting to? <laughs> I don't know What What's the finale? You <laughs> got where, where <laughs> are all the people? Where are the throngs of fans to to, to cheer us?
0: Yeah, you guys read it between the lines of my tweet. Uh, there was nothing. I was, trying to, was, I was trying to read.
1: figure out if there was some kind of video game thing. Because you spelled crisis with a Y. And I know yeah. that's a video game.
0: That is a video game. And I it was just not feeling very creative and uh <laughs> here's the problem with coming up with titles for the episodes is the, the show hasn't happened yet so i don't really know what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about so i kind of have to predict what we're going to talk about and sometimes it works out well mm-hmm. and other times it doesn't like for instance i made a big deal about how we were going to talk about ghostbusters Afterlife <laughs> on the last show <laughs> and we did and one of us only one of us watched ended up watching it so but I, well, I, I, I think you've watched, or at least I know you attempted to watch it, so we might have more to say about it. There,
1: there will be things to say. Okay. But there is one other thing. I don't know if it's my headphones or your microphone, but your audio is clipping.
0: Clipping. In my ears. Like, I just right. hear
1: like a little clip, clip little,
0: That again? Didn't you have that before?
1: Well, something. I don't know. Uh, Hello, Bill.
0: Where <laughs> we covered that already. You got a green screen, you got a just, like, uh, just
1: like Sauce did.
0: Yeah, it's a very, very well done green screen, too. I can't see
1: right. Um, I just
0: okay. wish they would have lit it better. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it needs some work, I would say. You see, you're making the, the mistake, even I'm making the mistake, too, is you should never. Well the... The
1: backlight, yeah. Yeah,
0: you should never uh, record yourself in front of a window. Usually, I put up those. those well, that's things. not a
1: window. That that's the light. It's just if I don't block it, oh. it's completely blown out. And if I turn this one on, then it's super blown out. Yeah. So it's it's just awkward the positioning.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I forgot to do my um my thing here on my monitor. This is this is the secret to to my lighting. Is I go into Windows 10 and I turn on nightlight mode, and that just isn't that better? Night improve, yeah. I put on nightlight mode because a lot of the light on my face is just my monitor, it's just shining on my face. Will uh, says, You look, it looks like you are in uh storage wars. That's it, I does kind of look that like a, that's like <laughs> that, that's a show where they uh. You no, know, people have a bunch uh, of hoarders stores. and stuff. Like yeah. And the, and somebody's storage <laughs> facility, you know, they didn't keep up with the payments. So everything inside goes up for auction. And these people. Oh, you know,
1: so so it's just a way for people to see stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, what kind of stuff yeah. you got. Yeah. But then it, it, uh, it was a big controversy because it, it turned out that uh, the producers were actually, you know, putting stuff in these rooms. And they weren't true you know you know mystery storage bins the producers will okay. put stuff in there just to make but i you know i don't understand how that's contrary i you know people just don't understand how television works in order for like for a true documentary like that where you would have people going in to mystery storage bins to look at things okay. and that is costly cuz the you'd have hmm. to get out the, the crew and the people in the show all together to look at the storage bins and nine times out of ten or even probably less, there's nothing in those things that are interesting. Right. So, of course, in order to make television, make it move, you got to stuff stuff in there that they could find and then they could talk about. That's yeah. how it works. There was that infamous, uh, what was that show, Jersey Shore? with so- What was her name? Suki or Suni or whatever the heck her name was. I don't remember. Anyways, there was a show called Jersey Shore. And they made a big deal. like there was um there was a a, a bar that Sookie, uh, whatever the heck her name was, she went crazy. She like she snapped and uh, they made it look like as if she, you know went behind the bar and she threw a bunch of alcohol all over the place and cost the place like all Snooky, that's it. thank you, Sarah. Snooky. Snooky. They made it look like as if she like freaked out and she, you know, cost the bar like all of its alcohol by throwing the bottles all over the place. But then if you look at it, you know, the producers actually lined up everything on the bar for her. So she didn't have to go in, in behind and everything she tossed around was all the mixer stuff, like the pop and the orange juice and that it was nothing expensive, like the expensive liquor that they wanted. It's that That's what it tells you works, man. And you can yeah. even see the producers like she's, they're like, okay, like, you know, she's whatever they're playing out the scene or whatever. And then a producer's hand comes up into the screen and kind of pushes her a little bit to say, Hey, go and start freaking out. Like, go and start throwing the bottles. That, that was her cue.
1: It's all about the ratings. You know, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing about documentaries, even a real documentary they make decisions to use this music to put the camera in this spot to manipulate the tone that they're trying to go for. So, yeah, you can try to make it as, as unbiased as possible, but you still have to make some sort of a narrative decision when you're making a documentary.
0: Yeah. Even and yeah, TV is, mean,
1: forget about it. That's just, come yeah. on. We need, we need, we need people to watch. That's
0: right. Well, you got to need you're gonna need to keep up to a schedule too. You can't be, it's too expensive. A true documentary right. takes years to make, to, yeah. to put together an hour and a half. You know, they're not going to put a 20-minute show on every uh, week, uh, you know, doing it in documentary style. And even, even you know, doc a lot of documentaries, they kind of have to wrap it up somehow so they find ways to get stories to end. Hmm. The well, no
1: good, good thing about recording here is I do have some, some neat things to show. I got my storage stuff. Look. What do you look. got? Look.
0: Oh my it's goodness! A Klingon bird of prey. That is a nice bird of prey.
1: It is, and a nice. I Where keep it on my desk. Where the
0: heck did my? I had a bird of prey here. I don't know what happened oh, to it. Oh, I knocked it off its base. Oh, I lost. There it used go. to be on top of my monitor. It must have it must have fallen. I got the bird oh. of prey here. Wait, give me, give me a second here. I'll get you. It's all
1: right because I can also show off the Defiant. Okay. You show that. Off. Got a very nice. Uh, Defined. Uh I believe these were part of I think it was called the Eagle Moss collection. And then I've got a different one back here. This this was a Japanese release. I've got the, the original Constitution class Enterprise, but then the it's, cell was crooked. Yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's a little wonky. better days.
1: The, the, well, this one you put it together and it's not glued
0: in. I see. Snap fit. Why don't you glue it? Get it all nice and um
1: i don't like doing that because then if i drop it i feel like it'll snap instead of just Mm. coming apart and i have dropped them many many times
0: are you ready for my bird of prey okay (laughs) (laughs) what are you laughing at
1: a tiny one that's a
0: good bird of prey
1: (laughs) that's the one that they used in, in the back you know they put those in the distance
0: I got this. Like when a, they
1: when they spray paint potatoes and make them Tie Fighters.
0: Bird of prey is cool. It's all about uh, what do they call it? Op, like it's an optical effect. It's just hmm. get it get it right up in the camera, and it's as big as you want it to be.
1: Yeah, sure. Just zoom in real tight.
0: You I, know, got this I in If in I a, had that, I in would a box keep of it as well. By the way, this was in a box of shreddies. Really.
1: Ooh, I, I love. Do they still give out toys in cereal boxes?
0: Oh, this was for like from nineteen ninety. Like this. Yeah, was I they,
1: imagine that's a while ago. I still have show some things there. I got out of cereal boxes, but. Uh, I I mean, do they put toys in, in cereal anymore?
0: I don't think so. I don't know.
1: Nineteen ninety two. I do not teach Vulcan in the classroom, but I, I do do this quite a bit. Uh, and i do have a picture of the enterprise hanging uh, somewhere
0: yeah so when okay so when sarah's uh flap 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 comment when we were uh first together i was like hey check out my bird of prey and she's like a bird of prey what's that and i said it's a klingon bird of prey and so she picked it up she looked at it, She but she went flap 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 i'm like it doesn't, it doesn't flap no they do no, they, because well.
1: the, the, the wings are out and they go into attack, they even they go up.
0: Yeah, but they don't it doesn't flap as it goes through space. It doesn't that was Leonard Nimoy's
1: design choice. I he, know he, he described it as like, uh, like I, I saw the
0: documentary too. <laughs> it's
1: great. Uh. Hey, one little fun fact I, I just learned about Leonard Nimoy last night. He was uh, in the running. He was one of the directors considered to direct uh, Lethal Weapon. Of course, he did not do it.
0: Lethal Weapon, that would have been an interesting choice. For yeah, well,
1: think. he said he, he didn't feel like he was comfortable doing an action movie. So he did uh, Three Men and a Baby instead.
0: Yeah, that was a much better fit for mm-hmm. him. Oh, look at this. We got Melissa in the chat and Bill. Somebody's popping in thinking about my underwear and what's in it. And you already answered, uh, the Lamas question. Yes. All right. Do you want to talk about something that's in the, the outline or are we just going to vamp for the-
1: spitballing? Yeah. Um, what's in the outline? Oh, well, it's, uh, like I said before, it's not freezing cold anymore because it's mm-hmm. kind of spring. And that means that I do stuff in the spring and, uh, Of course nobody cares but i was doing a lot of mini painting uh these past week or so i'm on spring break and um i got a whole bunch of minis ready to be sprayed up hey no controversy no no No. controversy on this program we follow the rules
0: yeah we save our controversies for for the twitters
1: yes um, I had to paint the wall, and I just feel like going outside and doing stuff. I'm actually going to make some shelves, maybe today. I'm going to put them right there. So you can't <laughs> okay. see.
0: All right. Well, that sounds good.
1: <laughs> awesome. no, I'm just glad it's springtime. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Is it still freezing cold by you?
0: Oh, yeah. It snowed today on the way to work and the way home from work. Hmm. And it's probably snowing right now. Not a lot, but just enough to make it wet and miserable for everybody driving they put this uh stuff What do they put down like do they put down
1: doesn't like, you snow gotta, near
0: me get no snow at all we we get
1: <clears throat> if on a good year where it's really cold we'll get uh maybe three or four uh instances of flurries <clears throat> and you can say hey look it's snowing outside and then five minutes later it's done
0: uh, listen you're in <laughs> illinois you're in chi town right now it's got snow hmm. uh well you know when I was a kid back in my day they used to put this stuff called sand down on the road to sand? give people you know they would put sand down on the road so you'd have traction when you're mm. when you're driving and then salt kind of came around mm. that kind of took over because sand got very it gets dirty in the spring you gotta get you gotta sweep it up right you can't just leave it on the so then they started doing salt because salt would uh, melt the ice and uh you know that, that was okay it would be like these pellets that they put down which they which they still do but the thing that they do now especially here in southern Ontario they put this stuff called brine down which is brine. like a it's like a liquid salt which well, like works
1: sea, like seawater brine
0: yeah yeah but I mean or it's they just got, make their own I think it's got really high salt content in it and it works well because it, you know, it spreads all along the roads and it melts everything. But it gets everywhere, like on the interior of your car because it's on your boots when you're getting in and out. Mm-hmm. It gets all over the car. It's all disgusting. It's it's gross. And it's just the part of the misery of this time of year. Where you're just waiting for spring to come.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, remember a lot of this from when I was a kid because, you know, where I grew up, we got plenty of snow. And man, it, just, it must have been a sloppy mess. Just all the slush and, and, and sand and, and uh, salt and everything. But boy, it's just been so long. I can't really picture what it was like.
0: Well, come over here for a winter and <laughs> you'll
1: have your fill of it. I, I keep saying I'd love to. I want to yeah. see snow again. And everyone tells me I'm crazy. Yeah, and I'm are. sure after I deal with it for a day, I'll probably yeah. hate it. But I want to see it. <laughs>
0: It's great to, to play in and to, you know, take out the snow machine. and. Well, that's the thing is I'll, and...
1: I'll be there as a, as a tourist, as a visitor. I don't have right. to
0: do anything. But commuting in it sucks. Right.
1: Yes. Terrible. Terrible. I remember a um, car being snowed in and not wanting to move it because we had, you know, street parking. You didn't want to give up that good spot because if you yep. dug your car out and went out, it's not going to be there when you get back. So instead you just walk to work (laughs) you're just like trudging with your galoshes through the snow. Mm. Wow, been a very long time.
0: Well, you're Um, welcome. You're welcome to come over and shovel and do all that fun stuff.
1: Is that part of your midlife crisis? All of the dealing with the snow?
0: No, 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 not at all. That's, that's just part of everyday life. No, Mm. I just, uh, I don't know, like 40 came didn't bother me and then mm-hmm. all the years between 40 and 45 didn't bother. Me. But then 45, I don't know. It's like there's no there's no 90 for me. The chances of anyone making it to 90 is not not that great. I'm probably yeah, no, there's always
1: good. a chance of ninety.
0: <clears throat> there's a chance, there's a good chance, but probably not. Probably not. I mean my dad died when he was sixty-four. My grandfather died when he was sixty-four. So I probably got 19 years (laughs) Ah, who
1: knows who knows There's a whole lot of uh personal life choices that can make a difference
0: this is true this is true but it's also a lot of it is just genetics too right that is also true so who knows but anyways in order to uh i guess uh ease my my mind the anxiety in my mind although i've been good i've been very good for a while but Um, just recently, I have just been wanting to, um, you know, just read a lot, acquire, acquire knowledge, um, because I don't know, like, it's just, it, it seems like as if, uh, like you'll never have the answers to life, like to why, like why we're here and what we're doing. Nobody has those answers. Right. But there are a lot of answers to how we got here. And um, so I've just been kind of reading those kind of kind of books lately, and uh, it's been it's been interesting and enlightening, and that is that is how I'm dealing with my midlife crisis is I'm I'm going to read my way through it hmm. to and and it's actually it's it's very therapeutic it's it's actually helping me a lot. So like right now, for instance, the re, the book I'm reading is called uh, *Sapiens*. Yeah, nuclear winter will get us first. I, I if only if. <laughs> Apparently only if we send planes into Ukraine And piss off uh, Putin By the way, that whole war I, I I, am confident in what they're doing I know a lot of people are kind of worried A lot of people are saying they should they gotta send planes in there And all that stuff But I think, personally I think that the West, NATO Has all intel- intelligence in there And they are getting reports on what they... My, it, anything that they might do will set that Putin guy off, and I think that's why they're doing things the way that they're doing uh, right now. So I got confidence in them that they—I I usually don't. Normally, like once you reach the age, I think you reach—I would say nineteen, maybe twenty years old—you'll—you'll you'll realize like nobody has any idea what the hell they're doing. Nobody has a clue. <laughs> Zero maybe you'll have some faith in some higher up people, but then eventually the, that faith nobody has any idea what they're doing. But when the Americans get down to war, they kind of have an idea what they're doing. I think <laughs> and I think, I have some confidence that they kind of, they, they know what they're doing and this, and they're taking the steps in you. So I, I got to have faith in it or else I'll be driving myself nuts. Anyways. So the book I'm reading right now, it's called the sapiens. And it's by this guy because I, I read everything on my tablet. Yuval Nova Harari. How the heck do you say that? Yuval Nova Harari. But that works. Anyways, the book's called A Brief History of Humankind Sapiens. Mm-hmm. And it's about, um, you know, just uh, our entire history on this planet uh, as Homo sapiens. Um, because human beings have existed on on Earth for 2.5 million years, and for the most of that 2.5 million years, we've been just hunters and gatherers in groups of at the most 150 people. Not too many groups went beyond that for 2.5 million years, and it wasn't until the last 10,000 years that groups started getting bigger and bigger and uh people started living in cities and that and even you know up until the last 200 years it you know there hasn't been it's been very rare for cities to grow past a million people now you have you know millions you know cities with millions of people in it you know all over the place and uh yeah that's that's basically just what the book's about it's hmm. good time yeah
1: i was kind of approaching from the opposite perspective where uh, i don't think i've hit my midlife crisis yet but uh, when i do i think i'm going to ignore humanity and just focus on my own world
0: well it's it Go is crazy a crazy route it is it is about that as well like i've also this isn't the only book i've read i've also read another book called 52 weeks um no sorry Four Thousand weeks which is basically that's the average lifespan of a human being. Uh, Four thousand weeks is mm-hmm. what most people get in their in their life. And you know that book's about um, uh, you know making yourself a little more efficient in in your thinking and what you're doing and uh, how to improve you know your life. But it's not really a self help book. But it's basically a it actually just kind of just at the end of the day, it kind of just sets your anxiety on whether you feel as if you're doing enough. Um, and it just kind of gives you like a perspective. I guess that's the word I'm looking for is I'm just mm. looking for perspective mm. in, in life because I do or did tend to worry. Am I doing enough? You know, am I doing enough in this lifetime? Now I only got half of it left. Am I going to have enough time to do enough? and basically you know it just at the end of the book I kind of just felt like well as long as you are um, I maybe I should have prepared a little more for this I wasn't expecting to get so deep into it I was expecting to write off, ram off titles but um, give me a second here camp for me a little bit
1: hey 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 you can do it Kevin Remember those books? You can do it, Kevin. <laughs> that helped you, <laughs> yeah. That totally did. All
0: right, where do I find uh, my books here? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the first book I read it was called uh, the Achievement Habit, and uh, basically, uh, you know, yeah, it was about to like make yourself, you know, a little more efficient and stuff like that, and the the thought process of the book was like how we basically use excuses to uh not do anything right we always have reasons to not do do things right oh i can't do this until i do that i can't do this until this and this and this are done once these three things are done then i'll be able to do that and that's something that all human beings do but really at the end of the day you know you'll never get to the point where you'll be able to do the things you want to do if you keep putting obstacles in front of yourself Mm -hmm. right so the key is to just do the thing you want to do and not worry about or not keep creating tons and tons of stuff in your way but also in a weird way we we tend to like distractions we do like distracting ourselves because we always we feel if we have more things more and more things to do then we are living like, it's it's a way of that we feel as if we're, we're, we're constantly doing something and we're constantly in need. We'll be in need tomorrow, you know, because the I need tomorrow in order to do this. And as long as I keep distracting myself. And that's what, like, all these, you know, apps on our phones and all that stuff. That's what oh, they yeah. really tap into, right? It's to constantly distract yourself. But you actually, you know, crave distraction all the time. Um, so, for instance, like uh, after when I when I read this book, I wanted to make banana bread. I had some bananas that were kind of you know turning, and I wanted to make banana bread. So I went to go and get all the ingredients together and I only the the recipe called for two eggs, and I only had one egg. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, damn. So, what's a reason to not make banana bread? Well, I only have one egg, I need two eggs. I got to wait to go to the store to get another egg in order to make this banana bread. That would be an excuse or a reason not to make banana bread. But instead what I did was say, well, why don't I just look for a substitute online for an egg in baking? So I actually learned how to make an egg substitute out of baking soda and water. It's, it's, you know, the egg is just there in order to give the bread, some more binding right it's not about yeah flavors are and
1: mostly you know glue in baking
0: exactly and that's all it's for so that's what i did i made some banana bread and boom i was eating banana bread so oh, instead yeah. of putting all those obstacles in my way to say i can't make banana bread you just find a way so you see this is the way that reading is helping me in my life
1: this reminds me of um Many years ago, when I worked in an office, I, I was reading some of those, uh, uh, like management, self-help books and things like that. How to how to be a better worker, kind of books. And there were there were little things in some of those. A lot of them were garbage, but yeah. uh, some of them had some like really nice little. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And some of it was like how to. I think one of them was actually called like Getting Things Done you just have yeah. to like stop worrying and you know just, just do some stuff. There's a lot about organization stuff like that. But there are there are a couple little pointers from those that I've that I've remembered. There's yeah, there's I... one that's a really famous book that it's actually a terrible book, but it's a nice message called Who Moved My Cheese? You probably see that one a lot in, in the the uh, I've heard the of stores. it. It's I, I could tell you the whole book right now. Um the core of the book is a fable about um, a little maze, and inside this maze, there are two mice, and there are two. I forget if they're people, elves, I think they're people, but they're but they're tiny people. They're the size of mice, and they live in this maze. And every day, they wake up, and the mice and the people they get ready, they put on their little running shoes, and they go run through the maze, and then they go to this spot where the cheese is, and they get their cheese, and then they go back to their house and they eat their cheese, and they wake up the next day and they do the same thing. And then, hello, Kyle,
0: Hey, Kyle,
1: you missed Star Trek ships.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: We showed off so many flap, yep. flap, flap and all you got
0: re- to rewind.
1: So uh, they go out, they get their cheese. And then one day they go out there and they realize, hey, the cheese isn't here. Who moved my cheese? Where's the title? Uh, and then the mice being little mice, they they run off in the maze and they start looking around, trying to find the cheese. But the little people being people who think like people and act like people started uh, pounding their fists like, Hey, the cheese is supposed to be here. We're supposed to get the cheese here. Why isn't the cheese here? And then they go home and they come back the next day and to the same spot and there's still no cheese. Hey Duke. And then uh, this goes on for a while. Then they realize like, maybe we have to go look somewhere else. And then they, they start going off. And, and that's the point of basically when, when something doesn't go your way, you you got to adapt. You can't just complain that the situation isn't the way you want it to be. And that's the whole point of the book. The only thing is if you read the book, it starts out with a bunch of people getting together, talking about their lives and saying, oh, I have this problem and I have that problem. And then it's like a chunk of that space. And then someone says, hey, I heard this story. And then they tell that story. And then after it, it's those people again talking about. Oh, so if I might, if I know this story right, it means that this means this and that, and they over-explain it. So the book is terrible. Okay, it, it's it's like <laughs> it's way too much. It's such a simple story that you don't need a book to be that big. It, it's like an Aesop's fable.
0: Look at uh, Kyle thinking hey. putting in the
1: Star Trek reference. That's the winning comment. Good job, Kyle.
0: Uh, okay, so this other book, uh, that I read, uh, 4,000 Weeks, this was the conclusion I came from it. Basically, understand this is this was like the big revelation in this book that our lives are meaningless. <laughs> Your life, my life, they're meaningless because we've been, you know, if you take a look at the entire speaking of meaningless
1: rocket sauce, is here.
0: Hey, oh, good timing. If you look at the existence of of everything in the universe, and then our existence, we're just like a little, a little flash of the pan. Like it's nothing, right? Eighty oh, yeah. years, that's nothing in the, in the whole grand scheme of things. So the point is, just accept that, and revel that you're here. Just enjoy the fact that you're here. Uh, try to you know do things the way you want to do them, and when you can't. Just be patient. Yep. That's all. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. That's what I got out of it. Now, it is
1: amazing. Now, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, because I'm in the same boat as you and most people are. It, it is amazing just how long it takes for that message to sink in. Like, that's kind of the thing that you probably heard when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. A million and, times. And it, it's the perspective. You know, you don't know until you get to that point And you're like, oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. I once heard it described as like if you if you imagine your elbow to your arm is like all of existence, and like humanity is just like the very tip of your fingernail. Yeah. And then and then within that tip, like your part in that is like so imperceptible. Yeah. It's like every, every, the world's gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, it's really
0: just your little your little yeah, slice. Exactly. Exactly. But we have we got like these huge egos where we believe that, you know, we're so important and what's happening to us is so important. that
1: Well, especially know. when we have a society that that pumps up that ego, you know, yeah. look at all the celebrities and like, oh, I wish I was like that. I wish I had yeah. this. I wish I can do that. And then you're like, oh, look at me
0: in my my tiny little house. And, you know. But ah. the, the thing is, is that many of those celebrities are actually not very happy because they chase this dream that you know once it, again it's like that human thing once I do this and once I do that once I do this I'll get to this point and uh-huh. then I'll be happy right that's that's the other point with 4000 weeks too that's like you think that you're going to do all these things and then once they're all done you'll be able to rest and then you'll be happy it's like uh, the the one story they described in there it's like the the uh, business guy that uh, goes on vacation in, in the Caribbean and uh, he's like, you know, super business guy. He's got all these businesses and everything running. And he sees these fishermen and they're just, they're sitting at the dock and they're drinking beer, you know, at two o'clock in the afternoon. So the business guy goes up to him and he says, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, ah, we're just having a few beers and then maybe we'll go out and we'll catch ourselves some fish. And uh, the guy the business guy is like, hey, you know, if you got up like early in the morning, and went out and fished when the when you know the fish are biting the most. You'll be able to catch all these fish, and you'll be able to come in and sell all these fish, and then and then make a profit. And then for, with that brought profit, you put it you know back into the company, and then you'll be able to buy you know more boats, and you'll be able to hire people, and you'll get to the point where you won't even have to do any of the work, and people will be doing the work for you. So the guy sitting there drinking the beer says. Okay, I'll I'll if I do all that, what do I do once I have all these boats and all these people are gonna be working for me? What do I do? And the business guy says, Well, you can just sit back on the dock and have a beer. And it's like, Yeah, you know, mm, there, you <laughs> go. there you go. What's up? So after reading those books, that's where I started with sapiens, and sapiens is um, it's just interesting, like how like you know, at the most, hunter and gatherers. You know that the most that they could get was like 150 people in a group, right? That was it. They can just get 100. That was the most. And then once you got to 150 people, like p- people would splinter off, right? They they'd have like, ah, oh, I don't like the way this guy does. You know, the guy that we put in charge. I don't like him, so I'm going to go and do my own thing or whatever. And uh, uh, that was just the way humans were for 2.5 million years, and then um, we started. The, the things that separate the thing that separated humans from because there were other races of yeah. humans mm-hmm. on the planet right you had you had us homo sapiens then you had beavis and butthead would have a blast with this name homo erectus and uh the neanderthals there were they all existed at the same time and scientists have you know tried to figure out why homo sapiens c- carried on and why these other you know, species of humans didn't why they died off and the best they can come up with because neanderthals had tools and so did homo erectus they you know they had you know their ways of doing things and all that but the thing that separated homo sapiens from them was the ability to imagine things to you know to think beyond like to envision things that didn't exist right like for instance a monkey because uh, we're very close to the chimpanzees. Why is I think Melissa's listening to? I think she rewound. <laughs> uh. She's back in the past. Uh, uh, we're close to the chimpanzees, and chimpanzees, um, you know, like if a chimpanzee sees a lion by the river, right? The chimpanzee has the ability to run to his little group of, of chimpanzees and say, "There's there's a lion coming." And all the chimpanzees will run, run up into the trees because there's a lion, right? Um, or if there's a vulture or or some sort of bird, and and the chimpanzee sees it, he's able to run into the into the forest and tell all of his friends, and they'll huddle down right into the ground. Mm-hmm. He'll have a different yell for that. So chimps have <laughs> That's so chimps have that uh, ability, right, to to do that thing. But what they don't have is the ability to, to gather together and think, and you know, he tells them that there's a, a lion by the river, and then they all think, okay, well, what can we do about this lion? You know, if we do this and we do that, maybe we can get rid of the lion, maybe we should go over here and stay away from the lion. Uh, you know, like they they don't really have that ability. And that that was what the other humans uh, species didn't have, whereas we had that advantage. And once we were able to really start conjuring things in our minds, things that we couldn't see. That's where we were able to start grouping more and more people together. Right. That's where we could start saying like people naturally wouldn't follow each other more than 150 people. But once you start setting down rules of law that would unite people, like ideas and concepts that would unite people that Would get like people who have never met each other to be able to uh, think like, for instance, here in Canada, we have the the Bill of Rights, which is basically like the Constitution in uh, the United States. Now, I could meet a completely different Canadian that I've never met before, a complete stranger. But we would have that Bill of Rights that we both believe in as, as something that would unite us. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas humans before didn't have it, even though the bill of rights isn't in reality, it's nothing. It doesn't exist. It's just in our conscious, it's in our collective conscious that it exists. So once human beings were able to start doing that to start setting rules for each other, that's where they started to be able to gather together and do more things. And then the next big step in humanity was uh, making uh, uh, agriculture. Agriculture was like the huge thing once we started like you know hunting and gathering and we started making plants uh, and and growing only one certain type of plant in huge fields that's where we started you know getting more and more people together but the interesting thing what 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 did I say wrong, Sarah? Charter of Rights and Freedom. Bill of Rights. Oh yeah, Charter of Rights and Freedom. Bill of Rights is an American thing.
1: Bill of Rights sounded okay to me. Nah,
0: that's an American thing. It's Charter <laughs> of Rights and Freedoms. My goodness, <laughs> that's embarrassing. By the way, a lot of the, those uh, Canadian truckers, uh, that they, they, they're they're having their trial, or or whatever, and uh, they're like, a lot of them are representing themselves, so they'll go to the courtroom, and uh, you know the judge will say okay so what is your defense and they'll say they'll say you know my defense is it's my first amendment right to you know for, for free speech mm-hmm. and the judge would be like what is this first amendment you know but they're so indoctrinated mm-hmm. with this american stuff that they believe that they yeah are, it, it is a I term that
1: gets thrown around a lot
0: yeah we don't have that we don't have that we do have uh it's not necessarily called freedom of speech but we do have something like that but we don't have And anyways, I don't remember what the heck I was talking about. Well, well,
1: it it sounds to me like your midlife crisis would be better described as a attaining a new level of perspective. You're not having a crisis. You're just seeing things in a different
0: way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just I find it interesting, too. Like all this stuff is really it's just interesting. And it's, I don't know, it's weird that I've never been really interested in it before. But once I hit this level, I'm like, maybe I should start, like, actually looking into, like, what the heck we're all doing here. What's this all about? Maybe there's So Does that
1: mean from, like, next week you're going to be, like, hippie new age, you know? Totally,
0: yeah. I got some stones coming, some uh, Mm -hmm. healing stones that uh, I'm going to want everyone to buy. Mm Yeah,
1: sure. Nice. Start working on your dreadlocks.
0: Thanks. No thanks. But anyways, wow. yeah, I find it interesting. It's good. I don't know if any anyone else finds it interesting, but that's what this show is about. Throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks.
1: hmm I think uh, Kyle may also be listening on a delay.
0: I think he rewound. Can I think he saw it, heard Starships, and yeah, he went back.
1: Well, okay. Um... <laughs> Gosh, we we went a while, and there's still a whole bunch of stuff here. Oh, let's go. I don't know. You want to talk? What you want to talk about?
0: Well, you got. Um, Well, I I got one thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I was going through an old laptop, and I found a bunch of old videos that I never put up. Um, I don't know. If anybody's interested, I'll put them up but uh, are you kidding
0: me. people have been dying to see Vox content for years put that put it up
1: well I'll put, I'll put it up but um, just don't uh, expect anything beyond that
0: why what was what held you back from releasing it
1: I don't know because they were finished I, I believe they were finished uh, as far as I can tell they were finished um, I don't know I, I guess it was It. I get the image that that was going to be like the next push. Like I was going to do that and that was going to be the new direction. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do these and that'll be great. And then maybe I just got busy or felt like, wow, this is too much work. I can't, I can't keep this up, you know? And you get Mm. into that perspective of, Oh no, but then I got to like, I'm committed to this. And then
0: I I don't know. There you go. See, people want it. Retro Rambox, the world needs it. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I put them up. If I, well, put them I up, I've I'll been...
1: probably put them up on the, um, the Fandango channel. Oh, Fandango. Because well, I don't, Fandango. I don't have anything on my channel anymore. So,
0: your channel's taken down completely, or I think it's there. It's just empty. <laughs> you can still post things to it. Yeah, what am I gonna yeah. do? All well, you know, I've done the same thing, but it, it was more of like, I finished the thing and that felt like, you know, the, the, that, that felt like the end product. Like it's like, oh, I, I wanted to make this thing and I made it. I don't really feel like showing anyone it. It's just,
1: it's... right. Cause it, yeah, you can make it, but do you need to pardon the phrase, beg for praise? You know. Yeah,
0: no, I just wanted to make it. Like i I put together, um, just recently, uh, I put together these, uh, videos, where I took um, music from an independent Canadian band and I put like car footage from movies on Mm -hmm. it, but like stuff from the seven ups and that, like just put like all this car stuff in that. And I showed Sarah and she's like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) So it just, it just sits on my computer. I think it looks, it's fun to watch. It's fun for me to watch. I don't know if anyone else would care. Yeah,
1: But it's like when you're a kid and you know, you draw pictures and stuff for yourself. Yeah. yeah you I do it so. for the fun of it. You do it yeah. for the entertainment. It's not like, cause you have to do it and you have to display it or anything.
0: See, here's, here's the other thing. I I've, I've been really hard on myself with like not being consistent with things. And one of the things in uh, one of the books said, you know, consistency is actually the um, sign of a dull mind, a dull person does the same thing over and over again and just gets enjoyment out of that one thing. Whereas mm-hmm. someone who has like a really active brain likes to do a lot of different things in a little bit. So I, I don't know if the book is just sucking up to me to make me feel good about myself. Telling but you what you want to hear. Yeah, maybe it is. Justifying I don't your actions. But I'm like, yeah, thank you so much, book. You're like that, that's, that's good. Now it's like, it, it clarifies. It's not like, like there's a, like a nurse in the hospital who has to give uh, a, a patient medication at a certain time every day, that's important to be consistent, right? They're talking about like, you know, doing things in your spare time. Right. Yeah. And stuff like that. So when you drop one hobby for another hobby or whatever, that's just shows that your mind is just constantly craving different stimuli and it's perfectly fine. See, that's, these that's- are the things I need to read to make myself feel better. No.
1: That's how okay. I felt about, you know, because it's springtime's coming. It's like, I want to yeah. do different things now because I'm able to yeah. go outside. It's warmer. So it's a, I was doing this, but now I want to do this.
0: See, we did YouTube and now, now you know, pretty much oh. don't do YouTube. It's fine. It's all good. See, and that's what, see, these are the things I need to hear. So I don't feel like as if I wasted the first 45 years of my life. <laughs> i I like, no, I'm doing fine. You're doing good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. So. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess the one thing a lot of people get upset about is they try something new and they, they put some time and money into it. And then they realize, yeah. well, I don't want to do that. Well, that you just learned, you know, you exactly. wouldn't have known until you tried it. You don't have to feel bad. Maybe don't spend so much money before you really figure it out.
0: But... Yeah. I, and which I, I tend to go in a little too hard with the money sometimes. That's right.
1: How's that airbrush doing?
0: It's... uh. It's right over there somewhere in one of these boxes in the oh, box there. it's it's over there it's all good don't worry about it um
1: you've been playing some games through your your crisis here
0: okay no actually i i've only been speaking of money dumping money into the hobby i've been buying things uh this past week alone i have bought uh, over one thousand games one thousand. One
1: thousand. You're of course Over. talking about digital yes. games. Okay. Yes, yes.
0: So uh, what I did? Well, the first thing I bought, I bought Sid meyer's Humble Bundle, uh, which had a few of the Civilization games in it, and Railroads, and Beyond Earth, and I, when I was a kid, I was really into the Sid Meier's games, like Pirates and um, uh, Railroad Tycoon. Uh I loved all that stuff. Uh never got into the Civilization games. Um, but they had them there in a in a bundle for 20. It was 19 dollars and three cents Canadian. Yeah, for like three games, uh for the three Civilization games, like three, four. Wait, maybe it was four, three, four, five, and six, I think. And then yeah, Be- Beyond Earth was in there. Railroads was in there, which I already have. Um, so I you know what the heck always been interested in those civilization games it seemed like a good deal it's first time i bought a humble bundle in a long time it's actually the first time i bought any games this year so i said what the heck so i got that and then um sarah uh pointed me towards uh you know the the itchio or itchio i don't know how to say it but basically it's an independent uh, it's it's a platform for independent games like people just students whatever they make these games and sometimes you get some, you know, high quality indie games in there and they had a bundle there for, to raise money for Ukraine. Hmm. And uh, they, it was like over 900 games or 950 games or something like that. uh, In in this uh, bundle. So in it, uh, you know, I flipped, I scrolled through it and I, I found like maybe about five games (laughs) that I'd wanted to play. Uh, So for $10, so what the heck, why not? Why not uh do this? So yeah. So in that package, in that deal, there was uh there's Bleed One and Two, uh, where I've I've played the first game called Bleed, and it's like a twin stick platform shooter uh okay. deal. It was a lot of fun, so they had one and two in there, so I never played the sequel. Um, but the game that I was really interested in there that it's been on my Steam wish list for a long time is a game called Death and Taxes. And okay. basically, you play. You're uh, you're at a desk, and you are the Grim Reaper. And files come onto your desk, mm-hmm. and you look through everybody's files. And with all the information you gather from these files, you decide who lives and who dies. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me a lot of uh, Papers Please.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah,
0: so. Uh, I I haven't played the game yet. I haven't, you know, I just uh, looked at a a YouTube video of it, but it looks really interesting. Um, There's like, there's other things like you can like look at someone's file and then you can go on like Twitter and you could see like what social media is saying about a person to get some more information about them. (laughs) And that sounds really interesting. So you can decide who lives and who dies. It sounds fun.
1: That's an interesting concept.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what the heck else was in there? And there was nothing like really, like, not much that I recognized. Like, they a lot of them were student games and whatnot. Um, there was Celeste, which is like a, um, an indie platformer game that uh, a lot of people are into. Something called Skatebird, I don't know, if people seem to be into that one. Backbone, uh, Cross Code was like, um, it's like a action rpg a 2d action rpg that was on my steam wish list as well um a bunch of uh, super hot you know that super hot game right
1: uh super is that the red the red people shooting thing
0: yeah so basically it's like
1: it's like you fire a a bullet and then you have to i don't know what you do i never played it but you have to (laughs)
0: It, it's like so, a real time bullet thing, something. Do you want to keep guessing, or you want me to tell you what it is? <laughs> All right, go ahead. See if oh, you can okay. explain it any better. It's a first-person shooter, right? And you, every time you move, every time you move the character, the action in the game moves. Okay, right? so there's a so predetermined
1: the, action that's happening, right? Right, and you have and you're to maneuver within that
0: scene. And you can go back, you can go forward and back, but within that, you have to decide when do you shoot the bullet in order to hit the bad guy. Okay. If that makes sense. Is it any good? I've only played a demo of it, and uh, it looks it looks good. It, it That was good. The demo was good. And then they came up with a VR version of it, which I, I meant to get, but it's always expensive, so... <laughs> It was in this bundle, so why not just play the the peasant uh, 2D version? And then, yeah, there there were those games that Sarah was into, like those uh, novel things. Sarah says, There's Bury Me, My Love, a Syrian refugee phone simulator game. A lot of interesting stuff. (laughs) $10. So, what the heck? A short hike. I played that one. That one's like just a little platformer game that one was fun i think it was free on uh, epic games
1: um that's that's the that's the one that i i still feel guilty sometimes like well not guilty i feel like I, i might be wasting my time constantly claiming those free games every week that you never gonna never play it. yeah it's like <laughs> I'll, see it I'll see it and i'll see it's like oh this is a game that i wouldn't buy and it's a it's a genre that i'm not interested in well i guess i'll still collect it you
0: know? yeah well what the heck it's it's free i say why not
1: yeah i don't know yeah. so many on there that i'm never gonna touch
0: well even in this thing i mean i if i play five of the games in there. I think I got my money's worth. Well, so. that,
1: that's a particular, I mean, it sounds like the, uh, the donation is, is the main thing. And then, right. you know, you get the bonus of a whole bunch of these games that,
0: yeah, if you ever want
1: to get them. All right. Games, games, games. We got like
0: 30 minutes. You want to talk about some movies and TVs?
1: Sure, do because I all watched right. some movies. Uh, do you want to do the Ghostbusters
0: thing first? What did you think of Ghostbusters Afterlife? There will be spoilers I don't know if you haven't watched it because it's impossible to talk about this movie unless you talk about the ending. So that's all yeah. right, cut here and uh, fast forward, I don't know, a bit, and hopefully we stop talking about it.
1: Uh well if you listen to last week's episode, you've already got all the spoilers. Kevin yeah. talked about it. But uh, I caught up and I finally watched it.
0: Did and you watch it all the way through? Because I know you I were-
1: I watched the entire movie, beginning to post credits, everything. Um it, it was a little shocking. Just you know, you go back to ghostbusters 1984 ghostbusters 2 1989 and then there was nothing you know you had the there was the the real ghostbusters uh cartoon show but everybody was like oh where's ghostbusters 3 where's ghostbusters 3 the 90s it didn't happen in the 2000s it didn't happen and then finally in 2009 we got a really nice game ghostbusters a video game which kind of got the, the the moniker of ghostbusters 3 you know you had the the main cast most of them anyway uh in there and and it was nice little story and you got to play as the ghostbusters and it was fun and then it kind of got the juices flowing and they decided let's do a ghostbusters reboot 2016 nobody liked that one nobody liked it uh but then because of the backlash of that they were like all right we we're gonna do this we're gonna do it properly
0: yes it's gonna happen we got this time.
1: Jason Reitman got involved. It's like he's gonna, he's gonna continue his dad's legacy. It's like we finally got it back. We finally got the agreement. We're gonna get the, the, the remaining Ghostbusters involved some way. We got the original director, we're like really gonna make this what the fans
0: want. The people who made this movie are Lucy holding the football, and the fans are Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just amazing that
1: with all of that pressure and all of that desire to do the right thing, you could still have such a terrible script. <laughs> it was uh, I wasn't expecting a brilliant movie, but I was hoping for an entertaining movie, you know, just like, hey, you know, what can you do? What We finally bring the Ghostbusters back. What are you going to do with them? And man, oh, man, was I let down. It, it was so bad. There were a couple of yeah. things I enjoyed. Little little details, little things. But for the most part, it was just a very boring, boring movie. Uh, and, you know, even though they got the, the main Ghostbusters back that they could for, you know, 10 minutes at the end uh we've said it before one of the main characters of ghostbusters was new york city 1980s new york city mm, yep. and it, it makes an appearance you know, at the
0: very very end
1: oh yeah you see a bridge <laughs> yep. you see a bridge and i was kind of like all right i know it's going to be on, on like a farm or something but i didn't watch any of the trailers i tried to avoid it and I was like wow it just really doesn't feel like Ghostbusters, and you know, I didn't expect it to. It's we've said this before. You can't just recreate that. Bye, Melissa. Could, bye. Sauce is attacking. Didn't you game. like Venom? No, that's a bad movie. Venom was okay. It wasn't a great movie. I, I didn't think it was a terrible movie, Uh-oh. but it wasn't. It wasn't saying, "Hey, remember that great Venom movie that was made years ago." Now we're going to do something else with it. It was just its own thing that was like, I didn't care about it to begin with. So it doesn't, doesn't uh, bother me. Ghostbusters, though, th- this was sloppy. It was messy. Things went nowhere. I didn't like a- most of the characters. Um, podcast was awful. The older brother was awful. What was the point of that older brother uh, girlfriend? What was the Nothing. point of that? Nothing, absolutely nothing. And uh, boy, I never felt like such an old man because every time that older brother was on uh, the camera, I just wanted to take a a set of clippers to his hair.
0: (laughs) You're like Don Mattingly, uh, (laughs) or you were like uh, Mr. Uh, Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner.
1: Yeah, I told you to trim those sideburns. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. it it, It was a
1: mess. a lot of stuff didn't make sense um by the end of it I actually did kind of like the the granddaughter as an actress I thought you know if she had a better script to work with I could really see her as a good like Egon's granddaughter like I I thought she was good that her expressions when you know when she was firing the proton stream she looked all excited and happy and then She was super determined at the end when she was like taking a stand against who was the who was the villain in this movie? Who did they fight? Uh, Gozer, wasn't it? It was Gozer, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I completely forgot. Yeah. Um, No, there there was, it was just a mess. It was just not, not good. And stuff didn't, like, there were so many things that didn't make sense. Yes. That whole... I mean, you you talk about everything with Egon and how like how none of that made sense. Nobody believed him. Everybody was upset with him,
0: and why well, he had a kid in the '80s and never mentioned it. I,
1: yeah, all this stuff that didn't make sense. But then even the stuff that they throw in as like little jokes or or things don't make sense within the context of what they set up. And this is all stuff that happens because I'm just not interested in the movie so much so you look at all the details like there's the big in the middle there's this big chase scene they got the ecto one and she's you know sitting outside the gunner's seat wrangling this ghost and i the first thing that happened that popped into my head when they're doing this they're they're racing her along in the ecto one and there's this ghost and she's shooting the stream at it and they're going through the streets and and my first thought is well if she's got it in the capture stream why don't they just stop the car And then I'm thinking, well, okay, they they kind of established earlier that the ghost slipped out of the the capture stream. I was like, okay, so maybe that's why they're doing it. But then if the capture stream is not effective, why is she continually blasting the thing as they're chasing it? Because it's basically the same as if they're chasing it without the capture stream. And it's just because then, you know, it looks nice and they're blowing up stuff. And it's very convenient that the ghost is going straight down the road, not going through buildings or anything, just straight down the road where the car can follow. Yeah. So it's like the whole, the whole scene falls apart. Yeah. Uh, Crossing the streams at the end of the first Ghostbusters was like a one in a million. We're probably going to die. Yeah. But now Egon's developed a way that he can continually cross the streams on a, on like a cycle. He's got the machine just crossing the streams constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. At the end, Ray says he listens to that kid's podcast. This kid who is very knowledgeable of all these like supernatural things, and he broadcasts out of Evo Shandor land. And Ray never like, you know, maybe I should check out Evo Shandor land. Maybe we would have known about this town when we researched Evo Shandor back in 1984. There's like so many so many issues there. And sauce says well the Slimer at the hotel
0: the sauce says well the original ghostbusters had the same kind of problem with slimer at the hotel i gotta disagree no they did not what problem is that i don't know they tired slimer out they tired him out and uh they got him he was up on a chandelier and uh they captured him there yeah once they once they got him on him Right, Slimer couldn't move. He was he was stuck in there, and his name isn't Slimer. It was Green Onion. Green. Or something. He was only
1: named Slimer later. I was actually yeah. surprised that Slimer wasn't in. There was this, no Slimer. Yeah. yeah. I was very surprised. I mean, I imagine they're trying to get that Chomper or Gobbler, whatever they called yeah. him, to be like the new Slimer.
0: Well, yeah, of course they kept missing him. It was the first time. That there, that's not. I that's not what that's, I think. You got to rewind and listen to what Richard said. I, if you capture, if a ghost is moving forward and you get mm. the capture stream on him, the ghost is supposed to stop. He can't. Move, right. 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 Why? Where was the car going? Why was the ghost still moving forward? It was was the car being led by the ghost was the ghost. Right. Like, if you came-
1: establish that the ghost was so strong and she was like a little girl. So it's like pulling her. Right. And you got it like something like that.
0: That would make sense. Right. Like if she was just on a sled or something. And it was I mean, like just the
1: fact that but she could cars. carry the thing. The, you know, the original Ghostbusters put it on and they had trouble when they're in their like, like head 30s head. lugging yeah. these things around. She's yeah. running around with this. Should have knocked her on her back or something, you know. Remember when Egon was first like... Uh, yeah, of course. You know?
0: I mean, the movie itself just isn't very good. It's like a weird mishmash of yeah. Jason Reitman's style for like Two hours, and then it's just switches into oh wait, this is a Ghostbusters movie, we forgot, and then it switches into this thing. And yeah. what did you think of that? That Paul Rudd uh mini marshmallow. I,
1: I yeah, I get your point of that. It, that it really just felt like it
0: like really feels like
1: just Walmart. There's nobody in there either. I like I swear it's completely they completely empty. They
0: finished the movie, the movie was done, and it was in the bed. Ba- and then somebody was flipping through the channels. Oh, baby Yoda. We got to do something like that in the Ghostbusters. And they went and they said, let's do mini Ghost, mini Marshmallow. The only
1: the only thing I'll disagree with on that is I think it may have been put in there simply because at the end of the movie, the podcast kid is covered with Marshmallow and it was just, well, we have to put that image in there. It's yeah. just like him walking around with the the microphone because Ray was walking around with the camcorder
0: and the oh, recording yeah. Total, equipment.
1: Like, yeah. It's just recreating those images.
0: Yeah. You know? But you gotta do I don't you got you gotta do more than just recreate stuff from there was so much in the movie that just felt like, oh yeah, I remember that from Ghostbusters. Oh, I remember yeah. that. I remember it was so just Forced in there, it didn't feel natural. Like in the video game, the video game does the exact same thing. I'm not gonna say no, but they found a way within Ghostbusters logic in order for it to make a little bit of sense for what was happening. They they mm-hmm. got all these artifacts together in this museum, and it was all gozer artifacts, and that's how the freaking ghosts came back. So it kind of made yeah. Sense well,
1: also way. again film versus video game narrative film you sit and the director controls your the direction of everything you're seeing video game you can walk around you can look around corners you're in control of the pacing and the tone a lot of the time so it's it's a totally different medium sure um you want to be able to run around and play in the in the ghost house in the
0: uh well yeah a lot of the references to the movies was in the the firehouse which it was all put in there for you for you it's yeah it's totally different in, 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 I don't know. It,
1: again it's just a not a not a very good movie it's definitely not a good ghostbusters movie and the ghostbusters themselves even though it would have been fun to see like the older out of shape ghostbusters they're just too old in this to where like i can't even tell if bill murray is not caring or if he just can't deliver the dialogue you know like you reach a certain age, you can't hit that rhythm. A lot of the jokes that they pen there, you can see how you want it to come out, but Ray does the whole like spiel again as a representative of this. I order you da da da. da. And then Bill Murray does his, Oh, Bravo. But the chemistry is not the same with these old men anymore.
0: Well, cause a lot of those, a lot of what was in Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was, Harold Ramis's dialogue, which you're completely hmm. missing, yep. you know, cause he punched up that script to the point where everything that was coming out of, because a lot of Bill Murray's deliveries, it sounds like as if it's, he's just saying it off. That's the brilliance of him. It sounds like as if he's ad-libbing, right? Like nobody, like it's just such, but a lot of it was written by Harold Ramis, which you don't have, there's no Harold Ramis. Yeah. And one thing that the, the video game had was Harold Ramis right in those lines. So very true.
1: Um, one 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 thing I did like uh, the Ecto One stayed miserable and dirty the entire time. I thought that was nice. They never took the time to like <laughs> to clean shine it, up. it up and wash it off. Okay. It's just like nah it's just
0: what happened to uh, all the crap that they put on it in Ghostbusters Two. Why does it look like the Ghostbusters One? Why because this it look is like a sequel 1A? to
1: Ghostbusters One. They, they, they took the occult. They took Ray's occult. And went, that, all was right. it. <laughs> that was it. Did you notice that every basically every uh, Ghostbuster had two scenes, right? They had the, the them showing up at the end. And then they all had like one little extra mm-hmm. scene. Ray in the occult. Uh, uh, Venkman with uh, Dana Barrett. And then mm-hmm. Winston at the end. Yep. And every one of their like private scenes like was shot so close like everything was so tight on them like like they didn't they couldn't go out and like put a set together they just like well we got this let's just shoot you as tight as possible and and you know we'll do all your scenes that way it just felt like something that was kind of tacked on
0: Mm -hmm. no it all was <laughs> it all was that the. That's why it was in the credits. I think they were just maybe, like, oh,
1: maybe, maybe Jason Reitman w- had permission to do some that story, and then after all the fault, they're like, you know what? Let's turn this into a Ghostbusters movie. Let's let's take all these characters, and and just add Ghostbusters to this.
0: Yeah, we well, already that, got these actors. Yeah. Let's from now on, we'll just Ghostbusters. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but he probably had like some script that was half done right said, yeah I yeah, could, yeah i could change i can make this into a ghostbusters uh, uh script you Good know thing.
1: i didn't even see the point of having paul
0: Rudd in the movie i i
1: thought he was gonna be like like the main guy and yeah. i i saw like okay from what i know about him i have only seen some of his work but i could see him kind of being the Vankman, delivering the snarky dry dialogue and like he was just like you could have had anybody in there
0: well they needed his character was basically to inform the kids what happened 40 years ago yeah and that doesn't make
1: any sense either this kid is supposed to be like super smart egon's granddaughter who loves science well, yet they've never heard of the ghostbusters the well, fact I, that I ghosts will... were proven real is not taught in the schools the fact that the the Statue of Liberty walked yeah. across Manhattan. None of yeah. this
0: rings a bell to anybody. A marshmallow, Well, and then the marshmallow man, <laughs> you know, stepped on a church in, in New York City. And yet the people who make Stay Puff marshmallows just stuck with that mascot. They never bothered to change it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's Don't worry about rice. it. It's all good. It's, it's mean, not it, as
1: bad as that uh, Jared from Subway.
0: Yeah. Or, you know... Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben or something yeah, like that. Sure. Any sort of mascot that has a problem, they just get rid of it right away, you know. Yeah. But that marshmallow man, they stuck with it. I was like, no, the kids love the marshmallow man. Let's let's stick with it.
1: Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it, it's just a bad movie. It wasn't very good. And um, Rocket Saw is trying to be snarky there. Would you say you like this better than Ghostbusters
0: 2016? <laughs>
1: such a low bar. Honestly, I I think the 2016 one is probably a better movie no i gotta disagree it's not not a good movie but at least it it kind of did its own thing it was it wasn't successful but this one just felt like like you said two completely different movies that were mashed together and then you just have sprinkle some references on it i as a whole i think the 2016 one might be better
0: Mm, yeah 2016 made me cringe all the way through it from start to end that movie was a mess too. they're they're both messes they're they're you know? that is very fair yes yeah they're both- i mean
1: cringy yes but this one was boring dull. this it's was so movie. boring
0: yeah it's dull that's that's and i mean really on on some other level so is the other one but it, it was I, I guess things were happening so fast in that 2016 movie that it was just like it's like a train wreck I mm-hmm. guess you know. Whereas this one is just a dull movie, so I get I I suppose I could see if you might prefer a train wreck over a dull. Well, movie. I don't
1: really prefer. I I'm, I'm <laughs> probably not going to sit down and watch either one of these again. But the no. one thing I, I will say, end of the movie when, when the reveal of like Egon grabs the the proton the, the neutrono wand and he's like guiding her over and everything, I was like, okay, they are going to go over and then you're going to get a four shot of the
0: Ghostbusters there. And then it happened and you do all that. My heart skipped a beat. See, that was the part where I I kind of felt good. It was like, there are my guys and they're doing their For that brief
1: second. And you know, it's not him, but it's like,
0: oh, that.
1: Maybe it was worth watching the movie just for that one
0: little glimpse. But then it goes away. It goes away.
1: uh, It goes away and then they don't talk to him. It's like, there's Egon. And they all have one line they give like, hey, thought you'd show up. And then and then they cut to just like them standing off in the distance, not curious to talk to their friend, you know, trying to get readings on him and nothing. Just now Ray's got to go talk to the podcast kid.
0: Yeah. Why would you waste your time talking Uh to podcast when you got a guy who came back from the dead who could tell you what what the afterlife is like? You know, he's right there. Well, yeah. of course he couldn't talk, which
1: you I, I think you're really right because the without Harold Ramis's input, there are a couple of scenes in here that felt like you're you're totally wasting the Ghostbusters comedy style. Yeah. You know, like the Ghostbusters, their reveal at the end, because it's supposed to be a reveal is hey, flat top, and they walk out of the cornfield. These are elderly men with giant proton packs on. They're not walking through <laughs> the the cornfield. How did they get there? They should have rolled up in a, in a car and like uh, been like falling out trying to get these things going. Even another another moment that I uh, moment idea that I liked is when Paul Rudd tries to open the ghost trap with uh, clamping it to a car battery.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: thought that's a funny idea, but he had the one on the handle I'm like, is that where you attach it? You know, how would you know where to attach it? That felt like a moment that you should have had him there, like hesitating, like not knowing what to do. That's, that's how the ghostbusters operate. They don't quite know what they're doing. And yeah, that's, that's where the comedy part. comes from.
0: Right, Exactly. And, and they're doing it. it it's also their motivation, their motivation. Was that they just wanted to make money, right? Yeah, it was a business, right? Well, at least for
1: vankman it was. Egon and Ray were into the science.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like any sort of scientific, if you read this book, any sort of scientific uh, adventure requires capital in order to get it. That's yes. why science is so focused on things that can make money and not actual things that would improve life and all that but anyways so that is the mesh of it but anyway like if if you think about the first you know the the ivan or the jason reitman part of of that movie and just think of it punched up a bit with harold Remus dialogue how much better i think it would have it would have been
1: yeah, or just having a little more confidence in the things that they did do right. Like there's one joke early on when they're driving into the town. The The son is on his phone He's, and he says something like, oh, there's not even one bar. And then the mom says, oh, there better be at least one bar. And immediately after that, the daughter says, ha ha, that's funny. Probably because they showed that joke to people and they didn't get it. She's referring, she's referring to alcohol, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't even know if I got the joke because I didn't have time to think about it because the daughter says, ha ha, that's funny like get it audience you're supposed to laugh this is a funny line it's
0: (laughs) a pun yeah it's like
1: you know that's the kind of line that should be buried and maybe if you didn't catch it the first time you might catch it on a rewatch
0: but that's all this movie had for jokes or was that it wasn't like a one-off joke like when you think like there's so many one-off jokes in the in the original ghostbusters that like they don't like it's not even played for laughs it's all played like serious and you wouldn't, you might not have even caught it, you know, the first time. Oh, absolutely.
1: Like, I love it when when you can go back to a movie and discover something that you didn't notice the first time. Yeah. You know, if you like, have it, if your script is good and you have enough good things in there that people are laughing and having fun, you can still bury those things and not yeah. worry that they didn't catch it the first time or worry that, you know, it comes after a laugh and people didn't pick up that next line of dialogue,
0: you know? Like when, well, when the police bring in the first Ghostbusters movie, when the police bring Lewis Tully to the Ghostbusters fire hall and Egon in, inspects him because, you know, the guy's acting crazy. Cops don't know what to do with him. So they bring him to the Ghostbusters. Right. And Egon, like, takes the PK meter and looks at him and says, you better bring him inside. And Janine, you know, she's like in love with Egon. She says, you know, you're real humanitarian for taking him in. And Egon's line is, I don't think he's human. Right, but it's it's not played as a big joke, right? It's just a right. throwaway line, and the story moves on. Like it's not, yeah. It's it's <clears throat> it's
1: it's not even them facing camera. They're already turning Never. and heading back in. It, it's right. like, for, exactly. If where, you're paying attention, you get it.
0: Right, exactly. Whereas, like, it just feels like in a movie like this, that whole thing would have been set up with a camera and get everything right and get the reaction shot from Janine when he says that, and you right. know where that wasn't the point of the joke. It's just meant to be a one-off joke. And you keep, you keep moving, you keep going yeah. on, but it's, it's friggin' brilliant. And, but that's, see, that's the other thing too, is Ghostbusters is, and when I think back to all of my favorite films, most of my favorite films, the pacing is like spot on half hour into Ghostbusters, the original, you are busting Slimer,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: half hour into Star Trek, uh, four, You Kirk and Spock and Bones are on Earth trying to find a whale. There's not a lot of time wasted, you know. They get to it. Whereas in this movie, I don't like a half hour in, there was nothing happening.
1: It was just dragging on and on On and and on. on I mean, I guess they try to defend it in that they had the opening with not Egon, you know, doing the things and uh it 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 had an action movie opening. Like it yeah. It wasn't the, the creepy librarian, you know, set the tone of like creepy ghost or Dana Barrett with the with the pram going down the street. Something's going on. See, none it's of like that it, they're sense. just, you know, it's kind of like they abandoned the formula, but still tried to make the same kind of movie. But Ghostbuster doesn't really exist out of that formula.
0: So what happened? Like, what was Egon trying to do at the beginning of the movie? He He runs to the house and the idea is that he was going to capture Gozer. So, but like, what was that ghost that that followed him to the house? Um,
1: wasn't it the one at the end? It was something that kind of came out and had like horns.
0: I don't know, like, and what, like, did that ghost? It came to the house and it ended up killing Egon, and then it just went back.
1: I I don't know because this is it's one of those ambiguous like. In Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, there's a very clear threat. You know, they, they establish what's going on, all the weird uh, PKE energy and everything and sightings. Yeah, and then great. it builds to Gozer. It builds to Vigo. This one was building, it wasn't really building. It was just there's stuff and there's earthquakes. I didn't really know what they were going to until you get Gozer at the end. It's like, oh, it's just Gozer again. It, it didn't have a like that building threat the looming terror
0: no he had the the pit with the ghosts coming up and it would shoot the yeah which was so stupid it's like if you if the guys don't believe you just tell egon just egon call up ray and say ray you gotta come see this thing
1: yeah but again it's like none of it makes sense because even back to the first ghostbusters they're listing all these famous events that they've researched you know this happened here at this time this happened at there at this date and everything and then here that's got like the the countdown numbers and everything and they go in that podcast kid is saying oh uh 1324, that's when this happened and then uh, that's mm-hmm. when this happened and it's like yeah. people know these things they've even got it where this kid knows stuff but then the ghostbusters, the ghostbusters who, don't know, who don't know this <laughs> stuff
0: <laughs> yeah you know? yeah yeah well sauce is picking at all of our at, uh, our picks. Uh, he says that uh, Egon wanted to become a ghost, he learned how to become a ghost and he and he died for science, yeah. And he knew he was going to die, so he chose to become a ghost. That was all lost on me if that was the case. And why would turning into a ghost be better than staying alive?
1: It doesn't make any sense because there aren't like the ghosts from Ghostbusters were like these uh, alternate reality like other dimension they, they were beings experience. from another
0: dimension right, right.
1: They, they weren't like literally human ghosts
0: no until you
1: get like the scaleri brothers in the second one but that's eh. okay well
0: so the idea the, the idea and they never explained this in the movie this was something that uh, uh dan Aykroyd explained afterwards that all the the beings that exist in ghosts are not souls from dead human beings they are they they can just manipulate people and they can pick people from history and present themselves as that but they're not mm-hmm. actually that so they can say oh let's have fun with new york and let's pretend that the titanic arrived and all the people coming off the boat are you know the people who are died on mm-hmm. the titanic but none none of it was but then none of that's ever explained in the movie so you know they can play mm-hmm. with that if they want anyways he had a notebook under the chair that he died I, I don't know. I it, it, To me, the whole thing didn't make any sense. What Egon did was, like, it just... Whatever they needed for the movie. Whatever they needed. Like, they needed Egon to go crazy at the beginning of the movie. To start the movie. And then they needed everyone to forgive him at the end. He was just a total MacGuffin. Like, there was no consistency with the character. The character was... You know the third banana on the on in the original two movies. You know the first guy was vankman the guy leading everyone around. Then there was Dan Aykroyd, who would like he was the wonder and awe. And anytime mm-hmm. either two of them needed answers to things, that was that was Egon. That's all he was. Wasn't, he wasn't never got angry. He never got upset. He never like alienated his friends. It made no sense for any of that to happen in this movie. It made zero sense. And for anyone mm-hmm. to try to convince me otherwise it's that's not going to happen because his, that's in, not the character his, that's been in my head for the past 30 years
1: his his introduction in ghostbusters 2 is him studying emotions you know yeah. and, and like clinically separated from it
0: right let's see what happens when we remove <laughs> you know that's who he is that's egon spangler uh. what this guy is in this it just made no sense why would they not believe him He's the guy that said, "Hey, I found a way to contain a ghost," and they and and they made an enterprise out of it. Hey, I I, I found a way to, uh, 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 I don't know what the hell, or oh, oh, to, to stop the friggin' uh, gozer from coming in here. We're gonna cross the streams, and they and they believed him with that. Don't cross the streams, okay? We won't cross the streams, Egon. Cross mm-hmm. the streams, okay? We'll do it, Egon. You know, he they he, they listened to him for advice. It made zero sense. For yep. them not to listen to him in this movie. Zero. Point zero. Sense. I'm with you. I'm with you. Makes me mental. Anyways, what else you want to talk I don't know. about? I don't know video?
1: what's worse now. Uh, Star Trek talk or Ghostbusters talk. I don't know what clears out the four. Well, faster. here's the problem.
0: They keep ruining things. <laughs> they keep <laughs> messing it up. If they wouldn't mess it up. You know, a good people, that goddamn Rambo from 2008. That was a good movie, man. They just... Mm-hmm. Little clip at the uh, little montage towards the end of all the other movies. That's it. That's all you needed to tie it into the other movies. That's the mm-hmm. way to do it. it's it, it just I don't know. It's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing movie. I can. I, it I it
1: uh, is a bit shocking to just to know that with all the build up, you still can't just make a nice script, can can tighten it up.
0: I mean, I I I, under, I I commend them for you know wanting to do something different. You know, because that—that's a big complaint with Ghostbusters too. Is that it's just the first movie, yeah, uh, over again. Uh, but just—it's not good. Well, that's not mean, the only problem with it. It's just not good.
1: The one thing I was, I was, I was kind of surprised—I forgot about—is in the beginning of the movie they got that Ghost Core logo. I was like, oh, yeah. they're, they're still doing something with this. Yeah. And it occurred to me, it's really not difficult if you just want to make money off of the Ghostbusters brand. It can't be that difficult. You can slap together some TV show and put a whole bunch of new actors in and give them proton packs and have them go out and catch ghosts every week. And people will complain, well, it doesn't have the right chemistry, the characters are bad. But if you show people with the Ghostbusters proton packs, catching ghosts on a weekly basis, you could easily have a show that goes like two or three seasons and people will watch it kind of half-heartedly and like, ah, it's, it's okay, but it's not, it's not as good as the movie, but I'll still watch it. And you make some money off of it and then you can make some more toys and things like that.
0: That's they what the cartoon this... was. Yeah.
1: A real Ghostbusters cartoon. One other little thing I did kind of like about the movie is the part of me that likes the Ghostbusters equipment. And they did have
0: some nice close-up shots. Of they the, did take uh, a lot of shots of the Ghostbusters equipment which kind of I don't know I, I, destroys I say, the myth a little bit yeah. exactly I kind of didn't like that part of the beauty of that is they hardly show the equipment in the original movies there's no close up shots or anything like that and it adds to the mystique Really getting yeah. in there, in. in, I, in the- I
1: understand it in that way, but I also do like looking at
0: all the little buttons and switches. All right, Sauce wants us to uh, talk about Winston and uh Winston's uh story. Um, I think
1: if you if their continue if their plan is the only part of this movie that you could say is like maybe worth it is the last minute of Winston saying, basically, I've got money. I've got the Ecto-1. I'm going back to the firehouse. I'm going to restart the Ghostbusters. If you build something off that, because Bill Murray has been done with Ghostbusters since 1984. The he he only wanted reason, to leave it there.
0: The only reason they got him in this movie and in the 2016 movie is because he owns a part of Ghostbusters. He mm. owns it. right? There is a section of Ghostbusters that he Owns and he makes a lot of money off of it. And the him not reading the script that was on his desk for like 10 years that Harold Remus and Dan Aykroyd gave him. Sony Pictures was about to go to court with him and say, Look, we're gonna sue you and take you out of the ghost because it's a breach of contract that we can't move forward with this. You are part of the machine. Or we can't move forward with this and make money off of it. And you're actually costing us money. So we can actually take you to court and prove that you are damaging us and not allowing it. And that's the only reason why he said, okay, fine, I'll do these things. And he comes in and he does them half-assed and then he's, he's gone. Uh,
1: so yeah, Bill Murray, not interested. Dan Aykroyd, probably some level of interest, but. Very
0: interested. He loves with,
1: this stuff. But without someone to control him and contain his ideas you know you can't let him be too active in the creative aspect but then as as just a character you know it's kind of hard to move forward ernie hudson he's a working man he's a working actor he'll do the work he wants to be a Ghostbuster. he wants to to you (laughs) know i think red letter
0: media uh someone on red letter media said i don't think uh Uh, Ernie Hudson has ever taken off the Ghostbusters uniform.
1: (laughs) He just goes around with it.
0: He's ready to work. He does does the
1: conventions, you know, and he puts it on and stuff. But yeah, basically, Ernie Hudson, if you now say, look, let's move forward. New cast, new crew, new everything. Keep Winston on. Let him be the link to the old one. You know, a little fan service right there. We can get the firehouse back and, you know, the Ecto-1 and everything. Let him be the mentor character who's financing everything and can talk about, oh, in the old days, this, or I heard about this, you know. And that's your link. And then just go off and do a new Ghostbusters thing. It'll be Ghostbusters in physical form only. It'll, it'll look like Ghostbusters. It'll have the sounds of Ghostbusters. It will not have the characters or the charm of the original movie and the original cast. But then you can go off and you can make Ghostbusters stuff. So
0: yeah, and that's 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 fine. I I'm just afraid if they do a TV show, it's going to fall into the same tropes that every TV show does. It's going to be it's got to be a series long arc. It can't be, um, uh, you, you know, just what, what they call you know, it, know one episode. Um,
1: uh, not, monster of the week.
0: Ghost yeah, of it, the it week, can't you know? be that. It's got to be a big, long star- story arc because that's the only way they can do television now. And there's got to be internal strife between everybody. Everybody's got to have a secret yeah. they can't tell, and all that stuff. I just, I if they do well, it, fine. But it's like well, Star that's, Trek today. I, I mean, just, that's I the thing, though. It. It's like they can
1: do it. It's just I don't expect to. I, I'm not expecting 1984, Ghostbusters. That's not going to happen again. It's it's just going to be its own thing. And you it can,
0: flash you can.
1: You can you know. take that idea and you can work it to where it is. Hey, that's interesting. That's fun. It's not the same thing, but I enjoy it for what it is. Just make it a smart script with good characters and stuff that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's it. It's not easy, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I y- yeah yeah yeah.
1: You know, you know what they'll do, though? They'll finally give up. It's like, all right, we can't do the original Ghostbuster stuff anymore. Let's copy everything from Extreme Ghostbusters. Those
0: characters, you know, <laughs> we'll bring them back. I, I thought it would have been fun to do. Remember, like, 25 years ago when the rumors were, were that Will Smith and Chris Farley and, uh, yeah. you know, I, whoever the, com, the comedians of the day, uh, you know. Uh, they were going to take over the the mantle and there was going to be more Ghostbusters done that way because, you know, humor was a huge part of those first two movies. And I don't know why they want to kill the humor. Uh, now, I guess maybe because they swung the pendulum too far with that female Ghostbusters. But the problem with that was that the comedy that they used didn't work for action sci-fi. It was, you know, comedy that works for sitting in a room and, two characters that have nothing to do but just riff off of each other you know like that's what that style works for not uh action action comedy and one, one thing to- that
1: one thing that I, I think would be kind of funny is if winston did take over and start up the business again but then realizes i don't understand how this technology (laughs) worse and you know maybe ray is there just like you know yeah this works like this but his memory's going and you know egon was the only one who knew really how it worked and then they you know winston's got his like tech team in they're Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out so they don't quite know that would be be a
0: great idea because that is exactly what was in the first one where they didn't really know what they were doing
1: yeah and everyone's looking to him like hey you're an original ghostbuster what do we do he's like well you go get the ghost, but if the yeah. crack's not working...
0: Like uh... that, that was the joke, right? I that can they fix the it. car. Like, like they start shooting these these beams off, and, and, you know, it's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, don't cross the streams, because if you do, all of humanity is going to <laughs> you know, cease to exist. That's the joke. That was the humor, you know? And I, I, you know, I don't want to be stuck in, like, oh, well, they just didn't do Ghostbusters the way I think Ghostbusters should... or what I've become accustomed to it it, it being, you know, uh, because I, I do tend, you know, we, as you know, people in our forties tend to do that a lot, you know, we just want the familiar stuff, you know, cause mm-hmm. it kind of makes us feel comfortable, you know, and that it's just the same stuff that comes out over and over again. But uh, I do want to see the series, you know, so I, like, part of me wants to see it move on and move on from, you know, what what they started from, but I I just I just want it to be good, and I just I found like these last two Ghostbusters movies haven't been very good. And Sarah yeah. is hungry, and she's wanting me to wrap up the show. I was
1: just gonna ask how much trouble you're gonna get in because she I, put up the 10 minute notice quite a
0: while ago. Well, I heard the the uh, the the oven go off because uh, it uh, you know she puts a timer on it uh, a while ago. So I guess we'll have to leave uh, a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about. And you wanted to talk about uh, for next stuff. time, but you know that's the way the show goes. Sometimes That's the way it goes. I'll just say, I did start Mash. All right, we got into it, and it's kind of interesting that we started that show, and then a big war <laughs> breaks out. So no celebrity has died, but big war breaks out. Hmm. Okay, uh, don't forget to check out our Discord channel. Stuff happens on there sometimes. Kyle put up a, a code for the latest James Bond uh, movie on there. Sure so did. Stuff, stuff like that happens yeah. only on our Discord. Um, so if you want a link to it, just hit me up. Where to hit me up? Well, I guess I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Canadian Grooves on Twitter. And Richard's at the You Box. I remember that. Still is. Uh, but if you want to tweet the show, we're at Retro underscore Fandango. That's it. I better go. I'm in trouble. Next week, or next week, next time we do the show it will be five o'clock. So it's gonna be extra. Oh, uh,
1: spring forward. That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Stupid, stupid clock changes. I hate them.
1: Still going to be them. six o'clock for me.
0: All right, that's it. Thank you for uh, watching. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.
1: Ditto.